You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, mostly begrudgingly. But anyway, we are also joined in the studio by co-host Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? Begrudgingly. You're doing begrudgingly? I'm just making sure you guys know how I feel right now. And all the way from Cinematic Adventures and, of course, your mom's diary is Sean. Sean, how are you? I'm just wonderful. I can't wait to talk about this. I know. That's why we invited you. Yeah, thank you. I saw this movie once. Once? That's it? Once. Missed it out, guys. So. It's a great movie. We're going to preface this by saying. I cannot take accountability or responsibility for the amount of jokes that will be made, especially by Ronnie. Having nothing. Having said that, in today's episode, we're going to be. Are you Austin Powered over there? Okay. All right. I don't know how I'm going to edit this already. It's four minutes. Not even four minutes. Oh my god. But we are talking about the 1994? No, 1990. 19, 90. Why do I keep saying 1994? Oh, no. Very strange. I'm going to edit it out. You was in the three show, too. When I you said did. 1990. Yes, two hours ago. Like, it was the 1999. I said 1990. No, you said 1999. That, that's that. Her mom's diary said 1999. It's the first year. That's when it started. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I know. Now that we're doing video, everybody's like, hmm, that guy. I can see it. I can see it. It makes sense. It makes sense. But we are talking about the 1990 film noir special, Dick Tracy. And yes, I put the emphasis certain places just for you. Right? There you go. Thank you. You know, so I've been learning video editing. And mm-hmm. one of the things I've, I'm working on is making like words like that. Like it just cuts mm-hmm. like and they pop. And I already know that that is going to just fill up the screen. Just Dick? Dick? No, Tracy. Like Phil Perverts. Yeah. Right, right. And I'm the man uh, all right, that's fair. That's for Warren Betty. All right, Baby. him too. <laughs> Did I correct you every time you mispronounced Mila Kunis's name? A cinematic adventure. You sure it's not Beatty. It's Mila. You said Milo. I did say Milo. So many times. You said it once. I apologize. That is bad job on me. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to actually be turning a lot of this episode over to Sean because he is an expert on Dick Tracy. I, 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 I got. I'm just on the Tracy, not the Dick. I don't even know. I do know somebody named Tracy. I lied. Wow. Yeah. My, my aunt's name. Somebody named Dick? No. That is, Tom and Harry? Let, well, let's actually let's actually address that. It's a very old school, old well, class. Richard. Richard. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's short for Richard. So, yeah. And that's another thing. I don't get, but okay. big for Richard. Wow. Remember the Saved by the Bell where he would call the principal Dick? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, Dick. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's I, I go to the principal and say that nowadays. I do. But anyway. She did. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. for you. Because I'm still in high school, guys. So, Sean, give us a give us a little breakdown. Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. So, for any of our listeners out there who is going like, well, what does Dick Tracy have to do with you know comic books and stuff? Well, Dick Tracy mm-hmm. is a is a comic strip you know created before Superman. 1931 was the first ever comic strip of Dick Tracy. So, Sean. Yes, sir. Here's a question. This is normally a cinematic question, but uh, we're going to bring it over here because I've forgotten our, our other episode. Who would win in a fight? Here we go. Dick Tracy or, or the Superman? 
No, 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 no. That's not terrible. Dick Tracy or the spirit. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like that's not a fair fight because the spirit has, you know, like I'm talking comic book versions. I don't think the spirit had powers in of the comics. That's a great question. I don't know. I never read the spirit. I don't know. I probably still say Dick Tracy. I I, th- I feel like the spirit will win just because he he's more colorful. Yeah. I think it's a great, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good one. What's even funnier, the guy who played the spirit in the movies was from Suits. We were just talking about Suits on uh, yeah. Cinematic Adventures. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so so Dick Tracy is originally a comic strip, was, you know, a big movie character back in the 30s and 40s. They would do like these really cheap, you know, films for like an hour, you know, stuff like that. And we really never saw much more of the character again. And so I want to say it was recreated in the 60s during the the comic book boom of the 50s and 60s they brought dick tracy back like they bought the the spirit back and all that stuff and then we finally got a movie version in 1990 where warren Beatty, you know oscar-winning director took over this project that i think had been languishing in development for years in development hell and and he listen i'm not gonna lie is this movie like perfect no there's a lot of you know like things wrong with this movie but for for just what he was able to pull off with this movie with the practical makeups the sets mm-hmm. the actors that he got in this movie most of them probably his friends well he, his name say. his name carried clout oh, and that definitely. was a big thing and we look back at some of their 90s superhero movies especially the thing about dick tracy is he was easy to do because he was it was a it's a film detective noir type thing. Really, Absolutely. they spend most of their budget probably on colors, the makeup yeah. and, the, and the production design. I guarantee you, yeah. Because I, I and I did not research this. I really probably should have. Is what all the actors were paid for their? I mean, I, I'm 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 hoping a lot of them were like paid scale, like nothing, just you know, for shits and giggles. They came and they did this because we'll go over the cast in a little while. But you know, this movie came out at a time when studios were obviously you know going, oh, we have to do. Comic because we had just had the literally the, of, the year earlier we had Batman, which had burned Batman. So it was blockbuster hit. I was on another show Ooh. recently. I got interviewed for, on a movie show, and we did a Superman 78, 76? 70, yeah, 78. 78. And we talked about like that was the start. A lot of people credit like X-Men for the modern comic book boom, mm-hmm. which is fair. But Superman was the first movie that really showed, hey, these are viable things. Viable thing. But then it also kind of ruined it itself. And then Batman brought it back. Yeah. So Batman 89 rolls around. And uh, a lot of this, it's got a very similar feel to Dick Tracy, which is wild. That that old black and white look, you know, detective story. But, you know, Dick Tracy is just primary colors. You know, what really upsets me. A lot missed opportunity was when Sin City hit it big. Doing a Dick Tracy movie in that style. Unfortunately, we got the spirit instead. We got the spirit, and then we got the Sin City too. Yeah, which was a special letdown. Fun fact: yeah. for those who get- like the spirit movie, it's so bad. Oh, it's so it's- bad. Fun fact, though, from the fanny pack, we our highest one of our highest downloaded episodes up until I really started putting work on YouTube was our Sin City episode. I believe it. I have no idea why. That movie Vegas. is. I love that movie. I, I'm Vegas. pretty sure people were searching. Yeah, I mean, since I've been since Sin City for Vegas, Vegas, and that pops up. Yeah. Or whatever but back to your thing about how much people got paid i just oh, saw this there you go. oh well, only on one of them though. okay okay and that was miss madonna mm-hmm. thirty-five thousand dollars. that's nothing yeah that's nothing it's nothing you were actually dating at the time yeah and she, she was like a big part in the movie too yeah, she was it wasn't like, like, they could really say she was that, that could leave that, 
Yeah. Second, third day. I would, would assume they would all get paid around there. Obviously, someone like Al Pacino mm-hmm. paid more because it's Al Pacino mm-hmm. or whatever. But so, ironically enough, I have Sirius XM radio mm-hmm. and the 90s on nine station was on the other day. And, you know, producer Melanie and I were going for a drive and the song that she sings in it comes on. Really? Huh. Yeah. Which is weird because I know it's a night technically it was made in the nineties, but that song is like has thirties feel to it. Yeah. But like they play it and we're listening to it. We're like, man, she's kind of a floozy. Which yeah. which song? The the one that she sings about like the role of women. Yeah. I forget the name of it, but it was it was very funny. I want more. Was like, I, I think maybe more. something like that. Right Fun fact, songs in this movie, music and lyrics by uh, the great Stephen Sontag. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only, I think it's his only feature film score he ever did. And what a feature film score to have. I'm sorry, not score, feature film music, because Danny Elfman did the score for the movie. Okay, so that makes sense. No, it's just fine. The great Danny. The great Danny Elfman. No, you were not wrong. Uh, now we got to do this thing with Danny, Danny Elfman. Elfman. Yeah. It's one of the best family guy jokes of all time. <laughs> all right, so let's jump into, we'll do, we'll do the cast first, because obviously it's got a very big, diverse cast. And also, I want to say, I remember, I don't remember which VHS it was, but mm-hmm. one of my one of my tapes had the trailer for this. Yeah, because it technically it's a Disney movie. It's Touchstone. Which is wild. Yeah. So I don't remember what it was, but it was something that I would always see and always watch. Yeah. I'll I'll lay it up, I'll lay it so it's 1990. I don't think it would say anything. I don't think it would have been an animated movie. So probably Honey I Shrunk the Kids. I will guarantee you and might have been Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Favorite movie. Definitely. Because I was 89. Yeah. Video wasn't an animated movie because they would not put Dick Tracy in front of like Moon Mermaid or no, 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 no. the Beast. But it's fun when you think back to that. Like you're like, I saw this trailer. What video yeah. did I watch this trailer? Oh, but yeah, the cast is incredible, as we've said. I mean, we'll go over it right now. Let's go over it right now, sir. We have the great Warren Beatty, who is the director and star playing the character Dick Tracy. Has he been in anything else before this? Or um, Bonnie and Clyde. Never heard of that. She won the Academy Award for directing a movie called Reds, which is one of those movies. The sequel to Blues? He had just, like, listen, no, I think the following year he did a movie Bugsy, which is very good. I mean, he's been in a bunch of movies. I mean, he's a stalker. What's he up to now? He's retired. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Was he still alive? Yes, he is still alive. Oh, okay. I am. He's old then, huh? It's got to be his 80s. All right. So, really quick, who would win in a fight? Yes, sir. Me. Dick Tracy? Or the man in the yellow hat from Curious George. Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. I don't know. He puts up with that monkey. He does put up with the monkey. And that monkey gets into some shenanigans. But Dick Tracy has a gun. Yeah, but he does. How many people does he kill in this movie? Dick Tracy? Yeah. Three. 30. See, you know what I love? Wow. All right. That's fine. What I love about movies like this, especially, because I remember this is the first time I ever realized it, like as a kid. They all have Tommy guns, mm-hmm. which I learned was called the Tommy gun from The Mask, which is another movie we have not yet done. So and we did. The Mask and uh, Multiverse Fan Guys? Yeah. Oh, I, so I was on The Mask. It's a great movie. Oh, one day we're going to do something. Well, we did do The Mask because I refused to talk about Son of the Mask. Oh, that's probably fair. And you probably haven't seen it. No, because I refuse to watch it because it's garbage. Oh, that's fair. So, <laughs> it, but that's also the scene, like when he calls it, you know, he's like a Tommy gun. And then he makes it out of blue. And I was like, oh, that's what that's called. Eight-year-old Paul learning things. <laughs> but I remember in the trailer for this, it was the first time I ever noticed how they shoot Tommy guns in all these movies, yeah. where it's now that they're yeah. hips and they're just moving back to forth. Same thing in like The Rocketeer and all these other movies where yeah. I'm like, they don't they don't aim. Yeah. And my my favorite though in any movie, any movie where they fire guns, mm-hmm. they can be up at shoulder length and it's hitting the ground. The ground pop the yeah. ground's popping. Like what? What? 
I, I, like, as we said before in this movie came out, and this is a time when the studios were like, okay, let's start doing all these comic book movies. But they weren't comic book movies that, you know, you would think to do. Like, they weren't trying to do Spider-Man. They weren't trying to do X-Men. They were finding all these kind of, like, fun fact, low-key titles. So, like, this. Michael Jackson was trying to do Spider-Man. As I mentioned, well, I think well, we did. Couple of, a couple yeah, of couple yeah. Of, again, we were talking about what if casting. Was, what if, yeah. yeah, and Michael Jackson was trying to get. I think and James Cameron too. Well, James yeah. Cameron trying to yeah, he was trying to do Spider Man in the nineties, but he knew it was like I can't pull this. Off. Yeah, I don't have it. But know. like you had this movie, you had the Rocketeer, you had the Phantom, Phantom. you had the Shadow. Oh my God! Yeah. And all, all these movies yeah. that are based off of like comic strips, not comic books, because they were all so easier to do yes. just from a technical yeah. standpoint, and they're all they all feel the same. Like when I, I watch Dick Tracy, when I watch The Phantom, when I watch Rocketeer, to me, I'm watching, I feel like I'm watching the same movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love all of them. The Shadow is the only one I'm like, that movie. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. It was memorable. Yeah. So hard. But you also got your, like, your Dark Man's coming out around the same time. Oh, Dark Man. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a Dark Man. Yeah. But yeah, back to the, the, the cast. You know, we have Madonna. And this is Madonna. No less than. No less than. Mm-hmm. Actually, I truthfully don't even know her real name. Like McLovin? Her, her real name? Her real name? Madonna is her. First name. Her real name is Madonna? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. What's her last I'm... name? Cacagione or something like that? It's not Madonna. 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 Julia Gulia. Madonna Rama. Madonna Rama. Madonna Rama. I can't wait to find <laughs> clips from this episode. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Madonna's in the movie. What's the name of her character? Breathless Smalldean. See, I like this because Dick, it's weird that Dick Tracy's the most normal man. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and what's fun about this movie is, and again, if you're, if you're into the comic strip, you know, these all these villains, there's all these characters that didn't appear together at the same time. He took all the characters and like, like putting everybody in this movie. Yeah. Well, I think also, again, this movie went through development hell. It was on the shelf for a long time. And Warren Beatty comes in and he's able to <clears throat> kind of get it going because they have the star power and probably the finances to do it. So it makes sense that they're like, we're probably not going to get a sequel. Might as well, might as well just get them all in. Yeah. I, I want to say, I want to say they probably plan to do one, but I think the movie didn't end up doing as well as they expected mm-hmm. it to. I also think Warren Bay is not the easiest person to work for. I can see that. Yeah. Numerous actors have said, like, we love him as a person, but as a director, he is a pain in the ass. Yeah. How many movies did he direct off the top of your head? I mean, he's directed at least 10 plus movies. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he he's he's done a lot, you know, and stuff. All right, let's keep going down. Know, we got, okay, we're going to just keep going. We keep got going. The great Al Pacino as yeah. Big Boy Caprice actually was nominated for an Academy Award for that performance. Was he really? He really was. He had two nominations that year. He was nominated for Big Boy Caprice, sporting actor, and he was nominated for Michael Corleone for Godfather 3, the for lead actor. And, and he seals the movie. Oh, yeah. So he right. absolutely seals the movie. He's almost unrecognizable in the makeup. The yeah. makeup is fantastic in this movie. The only other movie that he did a better performance, in my very humble opinion, is Jack and Joe. I've still never seen this movie. Oh, God. It's it's bad. We have Glenn Healy as Tess Truhart, who is Dick Tracy's girlfriend. Charlie Corsmo as the kid, and this is before Hook. Yep, mm-hmm. and the kid is an actual character from from the comic strips. He ends up becoming Dick Tracy Junior. That was another big thing in like the nineties, especially all these junior characters. Yeah, Indiana Jones Junior. He had Hercules yeah. Junior. Yeah, like they had a ton yeah. of like juniors. We have a Seymour Cassell as Sam Ketchup, one of uh, Tracy's closest associates. Charles Durning as Chief Brandon. Dick Van Dyke as District Attorney John Fletcher. Kathy Bates as Mrs. Green. That's not, literally, she's in the movie for five seconds. I'm yeah. a demographer. 
Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles, William Forsythe as Flattop, who was the top hitman in Big Boy's Gang, James Tolkien, who many people might know as Principal Strickland from the Back to the Future movies mm-hmm. as Numbers, Manny Patinkin as Media Keys, a piano player. We got Paul Sorvino as Lips Manless, James Kahn as Spud Spaldoni, who is sort of like the other big criminal head that the big boy is up against. And that's pretty much it in terms of the big, real big videos. She's in it, but I swear to God, I've never seen her. Like, she's yeah. in it. Like, I can never find her, though. And I don't think, I think she, I think her stuff got cut. Oh, yeah. So and that's just a lot to do with the makeup and all that stuff, yeah. too. Well, you know, go and have these people you don't recognize. That's not that's yeah. true. You would not, you yeah. wouldn't know it's, like I said, unless you really knew it was Pacino. Yeah. So going through that cast list mm-hmm. and hearing all those names, if you were a character in this movie, what would your name be? Because like some of those names are just so oh, much fun. The names. Yeah. I feel like Sean. You can read away. Oh God, that's oh. Funny. It's not funny though. It's funny, but it's also not. Well, what would you be then? That's a great question. I I I don't know. Mine would be like wise ass. Yeah. 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 Right. And then I'd be begrudgingly. 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 Like B dot not even like B. Part of part of his grudging like <laughs> something iconic because that's that's his favorite favorite word. Something iconic. Iconic. Yeah, you use iconic a lot. We do. No, I'd be called anywho. Anywho. Yeah, anywho. Anywho. Like the kid from Hook. No name or don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. I always thought it was don't ask. So did I. Stop it! Don't don't you dare! <laughs> don't even think about it. I swear to God. What? Anyway, so let's actually go through the plot. I know normally on multiverse, we don't go through plots too much, but let's, because obviously this is a movie that came out almost 30, 40 years ago. It's 1990. So yeah, 94 years ago. We had to, I had to really put that into perspective and it kind of hurt. Yeah. Anyway, so let's run through the actual, you were one. You're still number one. Yeah. That would actually be your name. Number one. Number one. Yeah. Not number two. Number two. No, no, no. This cross-promotional stuff between the shows getting really confusing. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, Sean, give us a brief, brief plot synopsis for this My movie. And pretty much, you know, it's the city is sort of being overrun by, you know, the criminal. Is it gangs. is it like a New York City or is it do they, they, never name really, it? they never really say? So it's like a Chicago, mm-hmm. New York. Because in Sin City, they, the name of the city is actually called Basin City. Basin City. Um, but they call it Sin, B-A-S, B-A-S-I-N. I'm actually now that you now that you said like, thank you that I'm I'm, I'm space anyway. Whoever gets the research first done. I I think it's just one of those you know it's yeah Chicago, Chicago or New York. Those are your big mob towns. Yeah, then. you know, big boy Caprice pretty much kills a rival gang boss and pretty much tries to take over the city. Dick Tracy is sort of the only one that can really stop anyone. And it's kind of, you know, you, you you get to meet all these characters. Breathless is a singer in a club. She is the femme fatale. She is a femme fatale. You know, you kind of, you don't know what side she's on. She, she kind of plays the, I'm not on anyone's side. I'm on my side. But mm-hmm. I think that's an actual line in the movie. Mm-hmm. She clearly likes Dick Tracy. He clearly likes her. But they don't end up together. And it's really just kind of back and forth between Dick Tracy and the big boy Caprice kind of like trying to outsmart each other. So a lot of montages, a lot of like, you know, you know, stuff where, you know, like he plants someone in Big Boy's thing to find out where they're going to hit. And it's, you know, it's just kind of, 
The story itself is not the greatest. Don't get me wrong. No. It's really not a great story, but it's just, again, it's everything else that makes the movie work for me. So we've talked a lot about, especially comic book movies, where if you have the perfect marriage of visuals and script and like they, they all kind of come together and comic book movies are notorious in certain ways that they don't always have the best scripts, but sometimes the visuals are just so good. You yeah. kind of just ignore it. Like I love Avengers Endgame, but in all honesty, like it was the ending to that story. The script is, is a you know yeah. a goodbye letter. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not a movie you could just sit down and watch if you've never seen any of the other stuff. Yeah. So for me, like when I watch any comic book movie, I look at spectacle first and then I look at scripts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is funny that you both agree with it because you both still argue Batman versus Superman with me. Ha! Set you guys up for that one. Yeah. Defend yourselves. I'm not defending anything. I still think it's a shitty movie. Yeah. But the spectacle. What what spectacle? So the visuals are fantastic in that movie. They're all the same. You're all the same. I'm not even going to stupid, but anyway. But going back to it, like, you know, obviously, the detective noir aspect of it really brings a different level of comic book movie to it because we don't get that a lot. And it yeah. wasn't until Sin City rolled around that people were like, hey, oh, wow, this is great. And, and I remember sitting in the theater watching Sin City and I'm just like, this reminds me of Dick Tracy. Right. It's totally different than Dick Tracy, mm-hmm. but it just reminds me of it. The makeup, the the storyline, obviously, the time period. It's got that look. And I'm just like, oh, if they could remake Dick Tracy using this, you know, this filmmaking style. I'd be there in a second. Is it too late, though, for that? Like, it, I think so. I think Sin City 2 killed it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, I still don't know what the hell happened in the movie. So uh, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Sin City and 300 come out around the same time. They had that very similar aesthetic to them, that yeah. very like the comic book panel style. Yeah. Right. Where they they do the contrasting colors and the and the stick out moments and stuff like that. And they obviously they rip scenes right from the comics. As much as I love Zack Snyder, I'll defend most of Zack Snyder. Visually, he always puts on a show. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Watchmen, you look at 300, and yes, you look at Batman vs Superman, all those stuff. There are there's this outstanding visuals, but then stories where he suffers. Sin City had a great story, had great visuals, had a great cast. And I don't really don't like anthology type movies or into series. Yeah. It works for that. They then waited too long. And in the interim of, of Sin City and Sin City, a Dame to kill for, you got your spirit. Mm-hmm. You got your 300 Rise of an Empire. Mm-hmm. And just people weren't interested anymore. It was done. And there. the story of Sin City and Dame to Kill. Well, I think that's a factor too. Is I just think the storylines in this in the sequel for Sin City was a big factor in why it wasn't that good. I also feel like the characters weren't as intriguing as mm-hmm. they were in the original. But it's like, compared to this, and I, and I think the downfall for this movie for Dick Tracy is I think they put too much into it to start off. Whether and I, I really don't know. I, I like to think they probably weren't, as you said. I don't know if they were intending to do a sequel. Again, sequels weren't a thing, really. Right, I mean, yeah. really, they, that wasn't the studio's mindset. They just wanted to make their money, and that was it. When did Batman Returns come out? Ninety two. Ninety two. I was because I was curious. I was like, is this during the time where they wanted to get away from the really ultra violent? Because this is a pretty violent movie. Yeah. Like for I mean, there's no blood, but you clearly see people getting shot. Yeah. Beat and all that stuff. But yeah, no. This is this is not, this is literally right after Batman. I mean, it's 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 you know and. <sighs> I'm just, I th- again, I think the downfall was he probably introduced too many characters, but they were probably going like, we're not probably going to do another one, so you really want to get all these characters in there? And I don't know, but I think that might be where the downfall is. I'll also argue that the beginning of the 90s was a weird time for entertainment, 
where suddenly parent groups were up in arms, mm-hmm. right? It happened earlier in the century with the comic code authority and yeah. parents being like, comic books are destroying the youth. Mm-hmm. Then we got it with the uh, rap music and all rap that. Rap music, but like for our generation, especially with television, Power Rangers, then South Park were the two big ones that parent groups were like, what are our children watching? And now like, now the accessibility of anything is wild beyond belief. Yeah. Which is a whole other conversation. That's an MF Uncensored conversation. We did do an MF Uncensored on, on that sort of thing. Thank God for my parents, because, uh, I mean, they let me watch Power Rangers. I mean, there was nothing objectionable in that. You no, know, not a drop of blood in Power Rangers. Nothing. It was a freaking kid's show. Yeah. I, I was a big Bad Beetleborgs fan. I did like Bad Beetleborgs yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the monster. And also the catchiest theme songs. And BR Troopers. I like BR Troopers as well, but we, we, I would love to do an actual episode on like, <laughs> no, like seriously on the, on the, because that was a big and thing. Super Duper Samurai Cyber Squad. Also Mass Rider. I didn't know that one. That they introduced him in a Power Rangers episode and spun him off. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of those Sentai shows. Well, the Sentai shows were big. I mean, again, it's the copy, it's the copycat, you know, yeah. and, you know, let's... We do what, what works, but th- as as we've said, I mean, Dick Tracy is the copycat league. It's like, oh, Batman came out, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Dick Tracy came out, oh, okay, Rocketeer, let's do you know the Phantom. What year was Rocketeer? I think Rocketeer was 90, 90 or ninety one. What a weird, like a great. And that was also Disney, like a great time for comic book movies, yeah. but they're all kind of. And then Steel came out, but but classic. I think all of it's funny how this Dick Tracy, this the Rocketeer, Phantom, and Shadow. They all suffered, you know, because oh, yeah. and I don't think they were the strongest characters mm-hmm. for this time period. You're like they worked back in the 30s, they worked with the comic strips, but it just did they really adapt well to film? Right. I still think you could pull off a Dick Tracy movie today. I think I would have the right person in, yeah. right person looking over that project, the right way to film it. I think you could do it. The problem is he has the rights to it and he has not done anything. I actually think Dick Tracy would work really well, I guess, as a Jack Reacher style show. Yeah, like, but I would want. I would want. Yeah, see, I would want it to look like that. It's got to have the aesthetic, right? So I think, but doing it like a like on Peacock or a streaming, something like that. Like I think plus. I don't even care where he put it. I honestly think it would it would benefit greatly from yeah. being a a streaming, a streaming show. Yeah. Again, there was not a single CGI effect in this entire movie. Mm-mm. Every actor was Practical. put under. Every actor was put under like mounds of makeup. Yeah. The the sets were all real. Sadly, that state, like that whole set burned down not too long after the movie was done. So, like, they, that's another reason why they never did another one because they didn't want to rebuild all those sets. Yeah, right. But I just, I just love this movie. I just, for the way it looks, the way it, it, it was put together, it's just one of those movies that it will always be like, you know, kind of like Produ- production value alone. It's worth, it's worth its spot in history. You know, there are plenty of movies, TV shows where like the production value is super high, but like, it's not a good show or movie. Like you don't watch it for that. Yeah. Like we just started watching the halo show and it's all right, but anyhow, no, there was a show, but no, yeah, they're starting season two, but like they started this Halo show and mm-hmm. the production value is wild. The show's just kind of okay. It's all right. Yeah. That's the problem. Like if you're spending all that, you know, on that and basically you get out of it. Yeah. yeah. But so, again, you you watch it and you're like, wow, like the, the suit is fantastic. It's a practical suit for a lot of it. And it's like, it looks fantastic. Yeah. It's like ripped out. Same thing with this. Like, and also like you look at the spirit, the spirit rips the suit right out. Like it had the look of the comics. Oh, God, and all that, stuff. that was that was more ripped from the comics than Dick Tracy was. Yes. I mean, it was yeah. literally like the film was brought to life. And we talked about the spirit. The problem with the spirit was they deviated too far from the source material. They wanted to add like all this mysticism and all this stuff into it. It just didn't work. And it was just stupid. 
Oh yeah, it was like a fun stoop. I will never not love the line though when he when he wakes up. Gabriel Gabriel mocked from yeah. uh, and suits. Yeah. yeah, wakes up and he's like, "Somebody get me a tie and it sure as hell better be red." He so. he just l- leans into it. And the same thing with this. Warren B. Betty. I Warren B. is the probably the most boring part of the movie. Yeah, like he's playing it straight, but that's yeah. Dick Tracy. Everyone else is hamming it up, mm-hmm. and I think that's what works. You know, like I said, big. I mean, this might be most overblown performance ever by Al Pacino. No, you got it's, you got to see just one scene from Jack and Jill. Uh, well, you know what I mean, like yeah. legitimate performance. Like, yeah. no, I got shit. You know, he is just hamming it up, and he's having a great time. I can imagine. Dick Dustin Hoffman for five minutes. He's on camera. Just you can't understand what he's saying. He's just mumbling along. So this movie's budget at 1990 was 47 million. Wow. Worldwide, it ended up doing 162 million. So it wasn't a bomb. No, it was not a bomb. Like it did well. Um, It did well, you know, 103 million just in the US and Canada, and then then another 59 overseas. But yeah, I I, I think it was a mixture of it probably didn't make it didn't make the Batman numbers. So Disney was fine. And also, again, I don't think Disney really wanted to continue to work with Warren Beatty. Yeah. That's the reason why we never got another one. But Start. I can still I can still hope that we'll eventually get a Dick Tracy movie at some point. I would be I'd be okay with it. But Sean, Star City rating uh, four. I give it four. A four? I love this movie. That's that's solid. That is a, a solid solid movie. Ronnie? But again, I only watched it once. That's probably as much as I'd watch it. That's more than you've watched some of the stuff that we you can't find it anywhere either. It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not on it's, it's yeah, not on really. it's not on Disney Plus. It's not on any streamer. Which is weird that I own it so I can watch yeah. it. But I'm sure I, that might have something to do with Warren Warren Baby. What? Same thing with Dogma. Can't watch Dogma really? Really because it's the wine. It's the wine scene. Very terrible wine scene has the streaming right to it. That's it. And he doesn't want to release it just because he's a terrible human being. Among other reasons. Yeah, among other yeah. reasons. But yeah, I would say this is it's like a three. Okay. Three to me. Above yeah. average. Above average. It, good for its time. I actually know it's because Batman, but you know, that's what Disney thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a three and a half. It's more on production value alone. And just, yeah. it looks so good. It does. Like, it is a good looking movie. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to, eh, pretty good consensus all around. We got to do a movie where we both, where we all just completely disagree. That'll be a fun time. That was Batman versus Superman. No, no, you guys ganged up on no, that. No, we ganged up on him. Yeah, yeah, that's We ganged up. Like, it was like 2v1. Oh, you want, like, all three of us had it was a It was a better fight like, than Batman like, and Superman. Like, he wants to be, like, a five, a three, and a one. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, like, like battle royale. But I, I can make that happen. I know you can make that happen. You're gonna find the the one movie that we're all like, I love it, I hate it. Like, yeah. I'm indifferent. <laughs> and I'm here. <laughs> but that is... I'm Sean. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard finding movies that Sean doesn't like that he'll talk about like blades of glory you won't talk about it i'll talk about it you talk about blades of glory i'll talk about any welfare movie oh dear god actually that would be a lot of fun (laughs) save it save it hold it no like this like did i actually come out and say i hate will ferrell yes Uh, when you have i've said i hate him in the in the annals of our friendship i hate will ferrell and i refuse to see any of his movies i've actually said that because i don't recall ever saying that Yes. I've shown disdain at some of his movies because I think Thank you guys for listening today or watching if you are on YouTube. So if you guys want more of our content, I, I really don't remember how to say on that. <laughs> so if you guys want more of our content, you can check out our website, themisfitfaction.com. You'll find links to all of our shows. We're also on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Just type in the Multiverse Fancast or Misfit Faction. Odds are you'll find some of our stuff. If you want to hear more of Sean, you can also check out Cinematic Adventures. He is the co-host and just all-around fun guy to be around. 
And if you want more Ronnie, well, Tinder, Grinder, all those things should be fine. Not Grinder. Oh, sorry. But that will wrap like sandwiches. <laughs> it's a sandwich. It's called <laughs> Call gyros. Gyros, <laughs> actually. That's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. Sean, this isn't your show. <laughs> <what> to say. <laughs> We're going to try it up again. I'm Sean. And we'll be back in a flash. Don't, they weren't idiots. They were doing dick jokes.